just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekulder, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Joining us for today's show, we've got Kevin Disler from Pitt and Frank Attorneys. You can reach Kev at 895-9900. You can pick the closing attorney that you want. Yes, and Kev is the guy and his team at Pitt and Frank will do the job. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. And they do a great job, them, many of them veterans themselves. And you can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. And my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more, it was part of my team. There's a theme today, the my team. And so as a result, uh, you can reach me anytime, get you on the market, or even just a consultation. It's free of charge, no obligation, 376-5483. Let's start this off with Brad, and this, Brad, this actually came from a caller who called me after a show uh, several weeks ago. He says he lives with his girlfriend who wants to know what are the red flags in selling a home. For example, uh, Bill is saying, does a, a leaking roof create a problem, a crack in the basement wall? Bill actually suggested that his girlfriend gets the major items fixed. But the girlfriend says, I don't need to. She'll get top dollar without fixing it. Greg and I will answer that in just a moment. Yeah. First, let's talk with uh, Brad about what are some of the key items? Well, I, I think that she's asking, he's asking some right questions. I'm not sure that I would uh, want to enter into any sort of contract right now with major things like a roof leak or a crack foundation. Um, keep in mind that anything that you can fix prior to listing you're controlling how it's done and the cost at which it is being done. Uh, so yeah, you know, any type of water coming into your house is a red flag always. Uh, home inspectors are gonna be hyper vigilant for any sort of moisture intrusion. Uh, we are looking for things like uh, crack, you know, crack foundations, um, you know, large cracks in, in basements. We're looking for those things that are unsafe um, in the home. Uh, we're also gonna be looking at things, uh, you know, some clues like the HVAC system. When we pull the filter out, uh, assuming there is a filter in it, uh, we're gonna be looking to see what the condition is. Um, and that's gonna give us a little bit of an idea of how the home has been maintained. So, you know, good idea to get that HVAC system service before uh, you put the house on the market. Anything that doesn't work, anything, you know, you know that you've got light switches, you know, you go into rooms and all that switch doesn't work, or we've never been able to get that outlet to work. Those are things you wanna take care of now. We often, you know, come into homes that have post-it notes um, on them, very helpful post-it notes, guiding us to things like, yeah, this crack was here when we moved in, or yeah, this this outlet has never worked uh, since we've lived here. The, 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 the challenge for that is that's not really, the home inspectors is gonna say, does it work it, or does it not work? So um, the editorial comments uh, always add a little bit of levity to the, to the inspection, but they're not particularly helpful, so. Get it. Get get someone to come in, do an inspection before you put the house on the market. Control, you know, how your equity is going to be used uh, to make repairs. Uh, give yourself some time to make those repairs uh, versus waiting for the buyer to uh, give the repair request list to you. So, you know, one thing I think that I would tell you that you probably look for and you didn't mention are smells. Because well, mold has a distinct well, odor. That's well, that's true. If, if you're sensitive to it, like Bob, I, you know, I don't have a big sensitivity to mold. Oh, so I go into homes all the time. Uh, and I, 
you know, I test them, they come back as elevated for levels of mold, but I can't tell you that I picked up any odor. So you may be one of cats, those. Cats have odor. <clears throat> yeah, cats, cats, <laughs> yeah, cats. I mean, cats listen, do. I, dogs have odor too, but I will tell you, there's been no more deal killers that I've seen in my career than cat odor. Really? Um, cat's odor. When it's kept, when it's unkept, mm, it, can true, a lot, it can turn off a large buyer pool. Yeah. And like, any, so any, yeah, and any sort of water coming into the house is going to leave some sort of an of an odor. Wet drywall, wet wood. Um, I would, I would much rather a musty old house than a musty old cat pee smelling ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the combo of both of them is is it not a good combo? No, that's that's uh, no words. I I have walked into homes I can smell mold when I get into the basement. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if you look for it. Okay, and then as for the other part of this question about just selling your home, getting full price for it, even though she doesn't um hasn't fixed it i would tell you not anymore i mean at one point that during earlier this year there could be a point where people would come in they would if it. if if you're in st matthews in the highlands and you have a dime a dozen home and it's just not you can't recreate it blah 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 you know it's yeah. where it was like bob was saying a couple months ago absolutely just throw it on the market and see what happens even now, like, but but to go to Brad, we always say at least safety and structural. Cosmetic stuff, right. easy peasy. But safety and structural, because if, if it comes back on you, it's to, it's a disclosure piece. Yeah. It's, it's liability. There's all sorts of things you don't want to have to deal with. They're good taken care of. Yeah, yeah you, you're going to need to do some repairs. And a lot of sellers don't realize that. They're still thinking we're in the market. We were uh, six months or a year ago, but that's changed. It really has changed. Let's move over to Kevin. This one comes in from... Georgie and her sister both live in their father's home. They're both uh, over 18 years of age, and they're wondering if their father passes away, can both of them continue living in the house? So they're wondering, Kevin, specifically, should they get any documentation from their dad now to make sure that they can continue living if he passes away? They also want to know about inheritance tax, if we know anything about that. I'm not sure we have that knowledge, but what are some of the documents that kids should know about not only if you're living in your parents' house, but if you, um, if your parents pass away, what are the things that the kids are going to need to have or know about? Sure. If in the situation, if their father passed away, um, and I'm, I'm assuming he's unmarried, but, uh, usually that you either look to the will of the individual to determine who actually owns the property may like in a will provision, he could put in that both of the daughters would own the property together. Or if uh, the father did not have a will, then it'd be called the law of intestate succession in Kentucky. So it very well may end up to them, but you know, they're in a situation where they probably need to talk to their father. They didn't really go into, is he, his age, is he somewhat impaired? Mm -hmm. Um, is there some reason, but you know, first of all, everyone should get a will, but in their situation, if there's not a will in place, ultimately the property could be sold by the probate court and, uh, they could be asked to vacate. So I, I think they need to sit down and have a nice long conversation with their father, see what, if anything, he's done with an estate plan at the very least. And this is kind of a advice to everyone, get a will. You really mm -hmm. need to have a will. It's this, this question comes up from time to time. And I think it's so important because I know we have a lot of people who are listening to us who may not have thought about it, or maybe the kids are wondering about it, but in any case needs to be discussed. And it's not an easy topic to bring up. I understand that, which is why I'm going to tell you, I've got broad shoulders and I would say, you could tell whether you're the parents or the kids, you can say, Hey, I was listening to this radio show. And this guy, Bob's brought this up a topic about a will they were talking about 
that we all need to talk about it and blame it on me. And then it takes off the, a lot of the, the onus about you bringing it up on your own. You were listening to a radio show and that, that helps for So guys, we all have this, we all have this on record when my sisters and I sit Bob down next weekend to have this conversation. Actually, I do, as I speak, I have a will. I do. I know. And I know who to call. I have a will. Yeah, I got a will when I think yeah. I think when I turn thirty, well, I, I got a will. That's why I was saying the, the percentage of people that have kids that don't. Yeah, have as soon as I had a kid, it was you, get, it you was, have to. You have to. Yeah. You, it's time to figure that out. Who's going to be the guardian of your children? Right. Yeah. That, you want yeah. the court, or do you want you to? Yeah, we were going on vacation, I think, and we we're like, yeah, no, we need to do this. It's our first trip without the kids. Definitely. Who who's going to fight for them? Who wants who wants them? In the <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you right now that if something happens to me, uh, one of the three of my kids need to take care of. Uh, my dogs, JJ and Chloe, my German Shepherd. So I'm hey, that if, on if I could interject on that yeah. for just a moment, yeah. because uh, that, that is something that scared the dickens out of me. I was doing a will for a client and he wanted to give everything to his pet, his dog. Uh -huh. He loved his dog. Uh -huh. So I looked it up and back then in Kentucky law, you could not give a, a bequeath or set up a trust for a dog. Really? So the, you could not do it. Kentucky finally with most other states did because my thought was, what happens to your dog that you love if you die? Yeah. Well, if no one takes your dog, guess what happens? Oh, no, I don't want to well, say society. Identify the dog. How do you know it's the right dog? What if uh, I say I'm taking care of the know. dog and I need the finances? And well, yeah. I'll just yeah. say when they pet, pet trust, look it up. The Kentucky Humane Society is advising people to look into setting up provisions in your estate planning for a pet, which I think is makes sense. Genius. It does make yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back over to Brad. Gertie lives in Old Louisville uh, and has bought a house six months ago uh, into the ownership, noticed an unusual smell. Speaking of smells, I, 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 I smell. kid you yeah. not, I did not yeah. plan this. Yeah. Smell, smell in the basement, and then a couple of months later, uh, water on the floors. She had yeah. crews come in, and sure enough, there was mold behind the walls in the basement. Is there anything a home inspector should have or could have done to determine that there was a problem behind the wood paneling in the basement? Well, there's no way for the home inspector to know what's going on behind the walls. Uh, the home inspector will look for the signs of the moisture intrusion. Obviously, any water coming into the house can create uh, a, a place where mold can grow and develop uh, you know mold goes grows very quickly too you know it could have been completely you know neutral uh nothing growing at the time she bought the house but add the rain that we've had recently and you know it water comes in the house and then the mold that was there activated now you can do mold testing you can do uh air sampling um we do that hundreds of times a year and that will give you an idea of the molds that are circulating throughout the house so that is always an option mm -hmm. uh, to do that testing, but it's not going to pinpoint uh, where the mold might be. It's going to pinpoint the type of mold that you have and the type of uh, material that that mold grows on. We, we find food molds, you know, in our testing all the time, just from, you know, hygiene concerns, you know, problems in the house. You know, we've, we've found things like, you know, mold that you'd find on bread or oranges or, you know, rotting fruit. You know, this time of year, we'll see pumpkin molds uh, coming up here in a few months where, you know, someone left a pumpkin in the basement that, uh, that molded. So that's, that's pretty common. Um, finding but yeah that's that would be the only way for the home inspector to know is to actually do a mold air sample 
Um, and I don't know how many inspectors do that. Uh, home team does, but I don't. That's not a standard uh, part of a home inspection. That's an additional um, ancillary test that would be to have to be done. Got it. By the way, folks, you may, if you're a regular listener of the show, you may remember a couple of months ago, we talked to Brad and I talked to, about on the air about getting a carbon monoxide detector. At that time, we were going down to Sandals to a little vacation and there had been problems. If you follow the news, you know what I'm talking about. So I had bought one through Amazon. Well, Brett, just so you know, when I got down there, they had them already installed in the, in those rooms. So they're taking, yeah. The other thing with all the rain we've been having, um, I was worried about water in the basement and I went on Amazon. I found for like 40 bucks, there's two of these were sensors. You put them on the floor and they hook up also to Wi-Fi. I haven't got it yet, so I'll yep. let you know once I put it. But it will notify you if there's water that gets on the floor so you know there's a leak somewhere. Well, Bob, a lot of the security companies, if you have a security system, you can put a, a water monitor on that. I have really? a system. Yeah, I have a standalone system in my house uh, called a Roost uh, that it's it, it connects to the Wi-Fi and to a mobile app. It's not part of my security system. But, you know, my security uh carrier provides these things called water bugs uh, that can be connected and that will give you uh, notice that uh, you've got water coming in might might even alerts with very high humidity uh, that that pops up in the areas where the roost uh, sensors are are uh, sitting yeah are they I've hardwired had, or they have nope, to be ba- they're no, battery they're operated? Little, yeah they're little battery operated they're little pucks i've had mm-hmm. them in place mm-hmm. for several years now so you learn something new every day mm-hmm. yeah We're going to uh, take a break. Uh, A quick note, we now have six ways to help you sell your home. If you want to talk about it, find out more about it, go to bobsellmyhome.com or sellmyhomebob.com. It'll take you to the website. You'll be able to fill out, read it, fill out a form. It'll come out, no obligation. Uh, Here with us uh, till the top of the hour, some dear folks, great people, Kevin Dissler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son Greg does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sekulder, anytime, 376-5483. We are back in a moment with what researchers say, the five cities prime for deep home selling price cuts. Ew, coming up in just a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Pitt and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. 
Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sokola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here to the top of the hour. It's continuing with us, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM is their direct number. Also, we've got Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys. You can reach Kevin and his group at 895-9900. My son, Greg, who does our marketing photography and so much more. And uh, I'm here as well if you want to talk about listing or buying a home. You can reach me, Bob Sekuller, 376-5483. We've told you the officially we're in a recession for the housing market. And now there are, according to some researchers, five cities that are primed for deep home selling price cuts. The story goes that researchers say the five cities are primed for the cuts. Boise, Idaho, Austin, Texas, Nashville, Phoenix, Sacramento, and some other cities where Prices climbed during the COVID-19 pandemic as more people moved to those particular cities. By the way, Louisville and Southern Indiana are not named in the study, but prices here are coming down slightly. And so this is actually really good news for buyers if you've been squeezed out of a tight housing market over the past couple of years waiting for the opportunity to buy. You might finally get your chance. And some places already are looking more attractive to buyers than others. So some Good news, at least to some level, for buyers. All right. Noah lives in Old Louisville, and the house next to hers was built in the early 1900s. The homes are very close together. In fact, she writes in the house, she says, next to her is abnormally close. She seems to think it's like four feet away, and that uh, the neighbor's house is missing gutters along the side of the house, and water dumps off of the roof of their house onto her house, and next to her house, creating excessive draining problems that sometimes go into Gertie's basement or to Noah's basement. By the way, I was just thinking, here we are talking about water, keeping keep track of water. And th yeah. this, I had nothing planned here. This is just happening. <laughs> to make matters worth, worse, Noah's house is currently for sale and the water in the basement problem is turning buyers off. So, Kevin, we'll start with you. on From a legal aspect, is there anything Noah can do to probably push the button and say, hey, neighbor – this is not cool. You got to do something. Well, you know, you'd have to look at the background of the situation, but it's, it's old Louisville. All those homes are historic, but have they done anything recently to uh, artificially cha channel the water in another direction? Uh, have not they put in a yeah. new system? Yeah. No, nothing here. Yeah. yeah. In that, you know, if you just buy a house and, and you've done nothing and it's just a normal course of the houses are fairly close together. Yeah. 
most of the water comes off the roof on one side that affects you and probably the same on the other side. I really don't think you'd have much of a claim. Uh, if someone goes out and like I decide to um, rework all my gutter system, so I discharge all my water instead of two sides just on a Bobsy Kohler's property out of spite, mm -hmm. and which you know, hopefully your neighbor doesn't take that as a recommendation. But if you can do, if you can show something that they've done something to change the normal course of the water uh, that negatively affects you and your home, then this. Didn't seem like she was suggesting that there was a case is just the homes that have a zero lot line and from back in the 1900s and the water just happens to go in between both of them and it's probably a common problem. So now I, I really don't think she would have much of a case. How about Brett, from your perspective, well, I suspect you're going to find that in an inspection. Yeah. And I think the bigger problem is I thought I that the question mentioned that the neighbor's gutter system wasn't working correctly. So yeah. water coming in between the houses is a, is an issue, particularly as it's going into the basements, because yes, that will be found on inspection. And of course the home inspector is going to say to them, you need to make sure that the water is moved away from the foundation. If the houses are that close together, you know, grading, simple grading is not going to help the situation. I mean, it almost beat the point of installing something like a French drain uh, next to the house in order to move the water away, which is really expensive. So I don't know. I mean, is this is this the case where you're looking at your your neighbor's gutter, you know, this then draining right up next to your house? Is that the apple pie diplomacy, you know, Kevin? Um, <laughs> well, you know. I think in that case, what you talked about, I mean, I, I remember uh, back in my days of owning uh, single family rentals that uh, the city would come by and no date when my gutters were clogged and uh, neighbor would uh, turn you in. So that might be like you mentioned, that may be a way to do it as you talk to the city inspector. Yeah. and see if they can come out and, and flag it. Hey, Greg, yeah. over at Greg's in Norton Commons, and I know some of the homes are pretty close. So there's, there's a setback, obviously, from the, the, the property line. Very, very minuscule setback, depending on where you are, but they're considered zero lot lines, yeah. Have you seen any problems with water penetrating or coming across from somebody else's yard for lack of a decent-sized gutter or too much water coming down? Uh, not personally. I mean, just anecdotally, when I built this house, we had uh, we had to figure out a better solution for drainage because of the way both lines were, were, were graded. And a lot of times in Norton Commons, they ease over your inactive side to your neighbor. So you take on responsibility of that. But, but for the most part, in these lots, if they're graded properly, you put a French drain in down the middle of the line. Uh, everything's sloping to the middle. If you need to get graded, you get graded. Um, but nothing crazy. But I'd be curious, like, you know, say the easement's in place. I have a flood on my side of the property. Does If it causes damage to my neighbor who eased me over to that, do I legally, am I responsible to, one, obviously I've had that fixed because it's it's eased over to me, or am I responsible for any of the damages? I mean, I don't yeah, know if it, I have. Well, it's in, I there, caused there, it, but. There, there are some old cases where, again, if you do take some affirmative action um, on your property, change the grading of your property to, to affect your neighbor adversely, there are cases out there that says you, they have a right to go after you for that. But just the natural slope of a property where you really haven't actively done anything, uh, and like Norton Commons, well, well-engineered. Yeah, I was going to say they're well-engineered, but a lot of people do, you know, the artificial turf grass, grass doesn't grow between the homes, you come out. But a lot of times those systems that are being put in are being put in with drainage, drainage systems, rock, you know, extra gravel, all those sorts of things. And it's also being graded properly at the time of installation. So yeah. you would assume that would be. 
All right, well, let's move on. Brad, this question is representative of a number of questions that we get from our listeners on a regular basis, and I think it's important to address it. And folks, this may or may not be you. Uh, Ramsey writes in that um, she lives in a home that was built five years ago, and some of her windows are starting to fog, and she's tried cleaning both the inside and the outside without any luck, and she's asking, why are they foggy? So explain what's going on there. Well, what's... Yeah, what's happening there is the thermal seals between the panes of glass have uh, ruptured or or uh, broken the seal, as they say. And what happens there is the gas escapes, and really you don't any you no longer have the insulation factor that was originally there, and that's where you're getting the fogging that comes in. Those systems can be repaired. There's a there's a few local um, contractors in Louisville who do that type of work. You can just probably Google Louisville, you know, thermal. Uh, window repair, uh, you'll probably find them out there. Uh, they can they can effectively re- uh, replace those seals. Uh, it is something that you need to be aware of because you will note that you'll start having condensation on the inside of your windows, uh, particularly as we get into the winter time. And if you've got wooden windows, that can start creating um, wood rot around the windows uh, and will decay uh, the windows pretty rapidly uh, until the condensation is is actually removed. So it's not something to ignore. Uh, I will tell you, sometimes when we inspect homes, uh, it's difficult to tell the difference between dirty glass and um, uh, insulations uh, that's missing. But as a homeowner, if you have ins- if you have condensation on the inside of your windows uh, during, you know, uh, particularly during the wintertime, you know that the uh, the thermal seals are not uh, not working there. And, and interesting, I know there was a company in Cincinnati that used to do those repairs but they were not very successful. Would you say, because they have to drill a hole, they have to clean the window, then they have to suck out whatever's there and mm-hmm. plug it or put uh, replace it with uh, some sort of uh, gas, right? Yeah, correct. And yeah. I mean, the, the companies that I'm familiar with in Louisville that uh, have done it, uh, seem to be doing it very successfully and have done it for a lot of years. So um, we've had clients that have used them uh, successfully. I personally haven't, but uh, I've heard from clients that, you know, the, the whatever work they do because yes they drill a hole and you know patch it and you know regas it uh but it seems to be an effective repair system and i would suspect a lot cheaper than putting a whole new window in which could be crazy yeah yeah all right we we move over to kevin this may end up being the last question and comes from nadia who lives in an apartment in louisville and recently signed a lease that advertised the apartment as having a private roof deck that posting uh, later when she went and signed the deal and went into the apartment uh, went up uh, as far as included photos of the roof deck that was furnished with patio furniture. And now the landlord is telling her that she's not allowed on the roof of the apartment. And she's wondering, does she have a reason to sue the owners of the apartment complex for saying it was a roof deck? She doesn't have access to it. And is there a, a process that she should be following? And other apartment renters who maybe have a problem with their landlord over one thing or another what would the suggestion be for a path for them mm. well, that's, you know again the questions come in they don't have all the background facts yeah, it's like, right. what, what, what exactly happened was there some type of a danger up there or uh some type of uh, a, a change of circumstance but usually i mean it, to her is i'm assuming that she she rented out part of the value of her monthly rent was the use of this mm-hmm. now she's been denied the use of it so it's diminished the value of the the rental unit. So technically, she could make a claim that, you know, from her standpoint, if she was paying fifteen hundred rent, perhaps her rent should be 
thirteen five because he's been she's lost the value to her of the use of that deck, which did have some value to it. But it's one of those things that, well, you know, what happened? Was it was it real unsafe because some type of casualty? So uh, you know, if she wanted to pursue it, I think the best thing is to sit and talk to people and, and at least write to them, give them a couple emails, um, and just suggest that, you know, one of the reasons that she signed the lease was because of that. It's not available. She thought a good thing to knock a couple hundred bucks off the rent. See, see if that works. Got it. Got it. By the way, if you are thinking of selling your home, we have a free 150 tip document. It's a, it's a little magazine that gives you some great features, uh, information about selling your home faster and for more money. If you'd like a copy of it, it's again, free obligation, no obligation. Uh, Bob at we sell .com and uh, put in the uh, email line, the subject line that uh, you want the home tips and I will send it back right back out to you. And by the way, we also have, and we received a couple of comments on this one. Uh, our home team inspection service has an inspection document. It's a pamphlet on what to expect during an inspection. And if you want right. that same thing, put inspection in the subject line, send me an email, Bob, at wesellouisville.com. All right. We are out of time. My thanks to our friends, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, seven years in a row now, number one in the country for home team and you can reach brand and his people at 844-411-TEAM also kevin disler pitt and frank attorneys and you can reach kevin and his group at 895-9900 my son gregor does our marketing photography and so much more thank you all for being here and uh, you can reach me bob sicoler on my cell phone anytime 376-5483 we are out of time see you next sunday on news radio 840 whas